positioned. Like we can see, um, there is a game behind it. I think Samson chose carefully the chess pieces. And a game behind there, the game of chess requires that you position necessary and very strategic pieces in right places so that you can win. I won't say much in case we have people who do not have knowledge about, about the chess here. But you have the queen, you have the bishop, and you have many other pieces that you have to rightly position if you are going to attack, if you are going to win, if you are going to overcome. Would like also equally, like Lina also put it, about the, the game of the golf, uh, how you need to be rightly positioned in, in order for you to hit the mark, in order for you to send the ball to the right position, to the right direction, to the intended goal for you to win. We equally would like to get positioned for what God has for us, for what God has prepared ahead of each one of us. There is a wonderful and great future like we will learn about today uh, that we have to get positioned for. All right? So in this series, we'll be positioning ourselves also to possess what God has in store for you and I in the year 2023. How many of you are excited for the year coming ahead already? Awesome. Awesome. We have to be, we have to be excited. The Bible says, God anoints my year and fills it with good things. That's what the Bible tells us in Psalm. When the year starts, the Bible says God has already anointed it and has filled right, wonderful, and good things ahead of us in the year. So you have to be excited when the new year is coming because it's a new year for change. Just like your age is adding up, so the God's blessings over your life are manifesting and you have to possess them in the name of Jesus Christ. It's our prayer and desire that what God has for you in the year 2023, you have to possess them in the name of Jesus. Am I with you this morning? Say, I'll possess my year. I'll possess my year and everything God has planned for me. Nothing and nothing shall take anything from my year. If you speak it with confidence, let me hear a good amen in the audience. All right. So we're going to position ourselves to possess what God has for us in the year 2023. So what do we need to do? We are going to be raising up our faith to match what God has for us in the year. We are going to, to, let, to raise up the levels of our faith in every area of our lives, in our spiritual walk with the Lord, in order for us to possess for what God has for us, for families, for church and individuals, we want to position ourselves in order that we may possess the blessings of the Lord. We also want to enter this new year ready to fight whatever battles will come our way. We know that we are not cowards. The Bible says, the Bible has put it so clearly that God has not given us the spirit of timid. God has not given us the spirit of cowardice, but of power, love, and sound mind. We are given the spirit to conquer and overcome. If there was no battle, if there was no war, God will not call you more than conqueror. Because he knows that there will be battles to overcome. There will be wars to fight. Therefore, he calls you more than conqueror. You have to position yourself and you will overcome the battles ahead of you. 
Oh my goodness, we don't fight from the winning, from the losing ground or the losing position, but we fight from the winning position because winning, victory, success has already been guaranteed. Am I right? God has already given us. Amen. So we are positioning ourselves. Now, I understand that we are at the age of a new year, another year, and the year of uncertainty, uh, uncertainties. The year in which we do not know what it will look like. We may have plans. We don't know a lot. We don't know so much what 2023 holds. It may be new to you and me, but definitely not new to God. Do you agree with me? Can I get your energy in the house? Do you agree with me? The year may be new to you and me, but it's not new to God. It is in his hand. So we are going to position ourselves for everything that God has for us. Whatever they are, whatever is awaiting you and I in the year, we are going to face them and walk through them by the grace of God. And we are going to emerge victorious in the name of Jesus. We're not going to be doing it alone. But we are going to be with God. We are going to stand in the promises of God. We are going to stand in what God has promised for you and I. So that's what happened to what we are going to learn today. The nation of Israel finds herself in a similar situation in the book of Joshua chapter 1. The nation of Israel finds herself in a similar way. They are about to live their old life. And also, leaving them wandering in the wilderness, but stepping into the new life that God has for them. They're going to step in the new life that God has for them. Stepping into the future that God had promised to their forefathers. Before 440-something years, they were in captivity. God had spoken to Abraham. God had spoken to Isaac. God had spoken to Jacob about the future that he had for this wonderful nation. And then they had been walking years in the wilderness, so many years. And now they had to position themselves ready to enter in the promised land, to conquer, to attack, to overcome, to take over, and to get every single thing that God had for them. So they found themselves at the blink of the old and new, but they had to position themselves for the future, not going back in the past. Because where they were coming from, there was everything bad to hurt them. Where they were coming from, there was slavery. Where they were coming from, there were deaths in the wilderness. Where they were coming from, there were Mara, bitter water that caused death and, and, and miscarriages and so many evil things. Where they were coming from, there were snakes and serpents, scorpions to bite them and sting them. But where they were going, there was milk and honey. I want to tell you that it always gets better when you move forward. The future is better when we move forward. And when you settle in the past, you're always going to wallow and move in the circles. Because that's what the enemy does. That's what the demons want. That's what Satan wants for your life to move in circles. But it is God's plan and ideas that you move forward and overtake and overcome and possess everything that God has for you. May that be your portion in the coming year in the name of Jesus. Yes, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. So they had to position themselves at the age of the beginning of the new future. Mm -hmm. They are not going to hear the familiar voice anymore, the voice of Moses 
a wonderful servant of God. But this future required that there was change. It came with change. We resist change. Do you know what happens when we resist change many times? We delay our destiny. We delay what God had for us. So it was going to be so much a favor to them. You know what? In the book of Joshua alone, in chapter 1, more than six times, God mentions the name of Moses. We are going to read shortly. And more, more than 57 times in the entire book, in chapter 1 alone, over six times, God mentions the name of my servant Moses is normal. My servant Moses is dead. So it gets to their ears that they have to move forward. They have to get accustomed and they have to be used to the new life that they had, that God was leading them to. He had to remind them that his great servant is normal. And for 57 times in the entire book, God is going to keep on reminding them that Moses told you this. is no longer with you. Joshua is with you. This is the future for you. This is the destiny awaiting of you. But you have to obey and be positioned for what I have for you. So future, a great future requires change. Great measures of change for you to be able to get everything. If you want the past, yes, you will get it. But if you want the future, you have to adjust. You also get it and you will enjoy the blessings of the Lord that he has for you. So everything is changing in their state. And everything will change. Change had just begun. And everything was going to change for them. I don't quite like that feeling. I don't know if you can just get into your imagination and just feel and just think about moments in your life when things were about to change, when changes began. For some of you, it began in a bad way. For others, maybe it began, it started in a new way. Others, maybe change really started creeping in when you lost the breadwinner, when you lost dad, when you lost mom. Maybe for some of you, change was required. It came painfully, maybe when you lost your job. Maybe change came in when you lost your marriage. Maybe change came in when there was something that was taken away from you. It required change. And the journey you were about to take, you didn't know what was waiting ahead of you. But you could tell pain creeping in in your heart. Some of you, change began when you lost hope. When all hope was lost and there was a need for you to stand your ground and face that future with confidence. Some of you change began when things got really better. When things got really better, you finished your university and there were offers of employment waiting for you right before you had any experience. And that also required change. Maybe change began when you got married, getting into new life, into new unknowns, and you needed to change. It was in a better way, but anxiety started creaking in. It started coming in slowly. So these guys were at the brink of change, the new future. Also, the feeling wasn't quite well because the familiar voice was not going to be with them. Who are you? So you called Joshua. Weren't you just a servant, a carrier guy, a, an armbearer in today's Christian language? Where you know just somebody that we saw occasionally? Now, where did you get your leadership, leadership acumen? Where did you even know how to lead two million people? 
So you mean you can manage. You can imagine how they would despise him. You can imagine how they would speak about Joshua. But Joshua had only two options. Either to stand with what God is saying and move forward. Or to just say like, no, I am not. Like, like Moses said when God called him to this future, he said that, mm-mm. I am not qualified. I do not know how to speak. I have no experience, Lord. I can't do it. And God said, who gives breath? Who gives speech? Who makes babies to speak? You know? <laughs> but Joshua here, I love uh, one thing about Joshua. He, though, though there was this much anxiety and pressure on him, he was ready to move with God and not to side with the majority. It's either he sided with the majority and go back to Egypt or die, or he needed to stand with what God wanted and move forward and inherit the promises of God. Where are you positioned? Where are you positioned? Well, today we are going to look at facing the future with confidence. Facing the future with confidence. Let me quickly call my wife to come and read for us. From the book of Joshua. You can encourage. She's mine. But you can encourage her. You know. Joshua chapter 1. From verse 1 up to 9. After the death of Moses. The servant of the Lord. The Lord said to Joshua. Son of Nun. Moses. Hey, Moses my servant is dead. Now then you and all these people. Get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I'm about to give them. To the Israelites, I'll give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon and from the, from the great river, the Euphrates, and all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people in to, in to inherit the land that I saw to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Hallelujah. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. There are three things that God is emphasizing in this little talk with Joshua. Courage, discouragement, the law or the word of God, and faith for the future. God is talking about him not to be discouraged because there will be times when he would be discouraged. The Lord is saying that in the moments when you feel like being discouraged, be courageous. Be courageous. And your courage is not to come out of anywhere else. The courage is coming from the promises that I have for you. Just 
just in this, what kept Joshua going was the promises God gave to him in this little pep talk he had with him. The promises that God gave to Joshua, the assurance for that future and the future that was already set. God said this future is certain, is already as good as finished and given to you. But you have to be courageous and you have to be strong in order for you to enter in this particular destiny that I have for the whole people, even for your household. Now, ahead of Joshua, why did he need to be courageous? Let me just show you a little map to just uh, for you to look at what was ahead of Joshua. Now, this is what was ahead of Joshua. Look at all those cities, and he needed to divide the twelve tribes of uh, the twelve tribes of the Israelites. The Israelites, the twelve tribes, needed to occupy different places different territories, different places where they were promised by God through Moses. They were done. We know, we know all the tribes, the Benjamites, the Danites, and all of them. So they had to start one tribe at a time, possessing. Now, this, this place you see, or this, this map you see, all of it was occupied by great people, by giants, by also the Philistines that you will see they will fight with for over 50 years. They are going to fight with the Philistines. And the Philistines never left the camp. And God left them. They were aside by the tribe of Manasseh. On the other eastern side, the Philistines had their camp. Such that all the way down to the time of David, they were still fighting with the Philistines. And the reason why God left the Philistines is because when, they, when Simeon, when Dan, when Reuben, when Judah possessed their land, they began to adopt things that God said do not adopt. They began to possess, they began to worship idols. They began to worship Molech. They began to worship Asherah. They began to worship all these gods and they adopted bad behaviors that were in that particular land. Now, just few people, then God was like, if I remove all their enemies, these guys will forget about me. All right, a lesson for another day in the series. But then, this is the task that Joshua had. It was a daunting task. It was such a, a mammoth project that God had. But through the power of God and through the abilities of God, Joshua was going to deliver this promise to God's people. But in this short talk, we find keys to facing the future with confidence that God had. We find two things, two things to remember that Joshua needed to remember for this destiny. The first being that our courage or Joshua's courage was found in God alone. So our courage is to be found in God alone. Your future might be as big as that map. Your assignment or your task may be as great as getting your family established. Maybe you have to break new boundaries that no one did in your family. Maybe it's in the academic or in, in the education area. No one has ever gone beyond grade 12. Maybe nobody, or even though that finished work, no one got employed. Or maybe no one got even married in a proper way in your family. 
Or maybe no one rises up to any level in the future in your family and you are the Joshua of your family. You have to break boundaries. You have to set new limits. You have to set new boundaries for your family. I want to tell you that no matter how big the destiny may be, or the future may be, you have to know that our courage is found in God alone. Our confidence is found in God and in God alone. Together with God, this implies that you have to work together with God. This calls for your deep and closer relationship with God. What did you hear from that scripture? It says, the land is there. Didn't God say that? The land is there. The cities are already there. Did you hear God say that in the scriptures? Yes, he did. God said, I promised and my promise is, is waiting for you in the future. Did God say that to Joshua? Yes, he did. God said, every single tribe and every man and woman will not like a land in the, in the place where I'm sending you. It means that it existed. It was there. What am I driving you to? I'm driving you to the fact that when God has promised, it is already said. He has built, he has, he has already arranged everything that you need. And it is in his hand. So do you know what now you need? To walk with God. To walk with him. So that he can lead you to that future. Joshua needed to walk with God. Joshua needed to settle with God. Joshua needed to follow God's instruction for him to conquer and for him to be established in the future that God had promised for his people. Our courage should not be found in our education. Our courage should not be found in our eloquence. Our courage should not be found in our beauty. Our courage should not be found in how many people surround you. Because all these things can let you down. You may say that when I am educated and have all these things, then it is certain that I have great future. I have known people who can count certificates and it has brought them nothing. Have you heard about those people? Yes, they are there. I know you are not here. And if you are here, it's an error that should be corrected today. Today I came so filled up to break some few chains that are hindering us from facing the destiny. And we are going to pray together. And then God says, the second thing is that their victory, Joshua and the Israelites' victory, was grounded in God's word. Many times God says, do not allow anything to distract you from focusing on my word. God says in his word, I have exalted my word above my name. It means that when God speaks, he is bound by his promises to fulfill them, to bring them to pass. And he says, I am not a man that I should lie. I am not a son of man that I should promise and not fulfill. What is it that God has, has promised on your life? I want, to I want to tell you that it is guaranteed it shall come to pass in the name of Jesus. Your task is to position yourself right with God. That's where we go wrong. That's where we miss it. Some of you seated here have got an amazing future. You have amazing destiny. But you are positioned in the wrong places in the company of mockers, in the path of sinners, in the ways of scornful people who mock God. 
how do you expect to smoothly sell to the promises of God? The promises of God are fulfilled in the righteousness of God. When you move righteous, when you walk with God, when you hold on to God, then you will be like a tree planted by the riverside. That's what someone tells us. So desist and run away from the company that want to lead you away from the presence of God. Taking you away from the presence of God is as good as taking you out from your destiny. You can't afford to miss your destiny. You can't afford to miss your purpose. You can't afford. Your generations are waiting for it. They depend on the promises of God in your life. You know how wonderful God is? If he promises over your life, he knows how many thousands and millions of people benefit over that promise. And you know what Satan wants? He wants to mislead you so that when you miss the mark, everyone else in the generation misses your mark. You can't afford to have your children and your great-grandchildren crying that at our grandfather or grandmother obeyed God who wouldn't end up where we are. You can't afford it. Joshua couldn't afford to miss and lose the destiny that God had for this wonderful people. And today we have the Savior. Today we have the Savior. We are saved. We belong to the family of God. We are a righteous generation. We are a peculiar people. We are God's workmanship. Together with God, we are ambassadors of God. Just because one person obeyed to lead the people of God in the promised land. So in your loins, in your lineage, there are so many, many, many promises. And there are many people ahead of you who depend on the promises of God. When I remember this, I want to keep myself righteous. I want to keep myself holy. I want to get all the beatings you give on me. But I am never leaving ministry. I am never leaving the presence of God. No matter how much you persecute me, I am never leaving the presence of God. I am never leaving the premises of God. I am never losing the promises of God. My generation needs it. My generation needs it. My children, my grandchildren, and their children, and their children's children, they will need it. In order for us to have Timothy today, praise, because there was a grandmother called Lois. She stood on the word of God. She stood on the premises of God. For Timothy to have it, there was a mother called Eunice. She stood on the word of God. And the Paul said, what a wonderful man we have in Timothy. Your future needs the promises of God on your life today. You can't afford to lose it. Just know that you have to bury yourself in the word of God. And you have choices to make. You have choices to make. Whether to lose that future. Or settle in that future. We have individual choices for the future that God is waiting, has promised to us. The first thing is we have to choose to be courageous. When all odds rise up against you, child of God, I dare you today to be courageous in the name of Jesus. When all odds rise up against you to take your life, do not kill yourself. Be courageous and say, I will not die. I will live and see the goodness of God in my living. 
when all odds rise up against you to give up and the certain that certain may look at you and say oh coward there you go down on your knees rise up rise up child of God and say seven times and more than seven times I'll rise up I'll rise up I'll rise up I'll rise up. It doesn't matter how many things you want to prep to shake me. Paul says that we are shaken, but we are never down to the ground. We are beaten, but we are never broken. Whatever is beating you like they are panel beating you. You come out so perfect and pure in the name of Jesus. I don't know what you are going through today. There may be things that are calling you to become coward. Maybe you have even given up already. I want to challenge you today. Be courageous. Rise up in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up. The future is calling you. Your future is calling you. The promises of God are calling for you. Oh my goodness. You will rise up and be victorious in the name of Jesus. Let the witches gather together. Let them gather their ancestors. Let them gather. But there is a promise that says, the wicked shall not prosper together with the righteous. God will uproot them and throw them away. The Bible says the boundaries of the righteous shall fall in the right places. Oh my God. May my boundaries fall in the right places. Oh my God. May the boundaries of my children fall in the right places. In the name of Jesus Christ. Joshua, rise up and be courageous because I am your courage. Woo. I am your courage, Joshua. I am your courage. May God be your courage in the name of Jesus. May God be your confidence in the name of Jesus. And the scripture tells us, oh my goodness, the scripture tells us that the same God who, I'll put it in my own ways, we know that he is able to do like he who has begun this work in me shall carry to completion according to the promises that in Christ Jesus. He says the same God who promised is the same God who is making it fulfilled. Is the same God who sits successful. Is the same God together with my future. He shall promote me and advertise me to the world. Is the same God. You have a choice to make. To be courageous. Or to be cowardice in cowardice. You have a choice to make. To be discouraged or to be encouraged. There was a man called David. Even when he came back, he found all his wives were taken and everyone else's wives were taken in captivity. Instead of crying and being discouraged, he knew this is the tactic of the enemy. My face is unto the Lord. Pastor Lina said, I'll look to the, I'll not look to the hills, to the places. I'll look to the God. That's where my confidence is. David encouraged himself in the Lord. And he went after them. When you have 1,000 reasons to be discouraged, I want to ask you to be full of courage and defile the hordes of the enemy against your life in the name of Jesus. So you have the choice to make. And here's a second choice. You have to choose to rely on God for strength. Tell your neighbor, choose to rely on God for strength. Mm-hmm. While others are relying on their yamas, others are relying on their mbuyas, others are relying on their 
friends and whatever it is. Others relying on their academics, on their pursuit, on their knowledge, on their jobs. All those things are shaking ground. They are a sinking ground. No matter how much money you may have today, I want to tell you that that's a sinking ground. Money flies with wings like a bird. That's what David says in Proverbs, Solomon actually. He says that money have got wings. They fly like birds. Properties, ask, ask Job. He had properties. He had everything there he used to have. And in a blinking of a day, everything was gone. Let your strength, let your courage, let your strength be in God alone. The Bible says, Christ is a solid ground. Every other ground is a shaking, sinking ground. As Jesus spoke about the two builders. The one on the shaky ground and the one who built on the solid ground. May God help you to put his confidence in him. To, put this, to, have, to choose to rely on God for strength. Hallelujah. Choose to rely on God for strength. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 29, the Bible says, the Lord promised to renew. The Bible has promised us to renew our mind. He says, he gives strength to the weary and increase the power of the weak. Are you weak in this place today? May God increase your power in the name of Jesus. Are you weary today? May the Lord renew you and increase your strength. And he says, even youths grow tired and weary. And young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and do not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Oh my goodness. May you run and never be weary in the name of Jesus. Everything that aims at limiting your speed today may be broken in the name of Jesus Christ. Everything that brings discouragement and want to make you weary may be broken in the name of Jesus you should never be faint because we have got more of strength. We tap in the strength of God. We tap in the strength of God. We tap in the strength of God. Oh, being so courageous and relying on God reply, uh, implies that when today everything to seems to be lost, all hope seems to be gone, the future seems to be dark, and your today seems to be like the end of your life. It seems to be like I cannot move anymore. I need to end it today. I need to end it today. Because people have said this about me. People have discouraged me. People have broken me. When everything seems to be like that, I want you to remember that there is somebody who has the future, your future in his hand. I want you to remember that somebody is your strength, is your courage, is your mighty. His name is Jehovah Shammah. The God who is always here. Jehovah Shammah. The God who is always here. A present helper in times of need. What is it that is making you weary? What is it that is making you faint? I want you to look at it and say, Who are you mountains before Sylvester Lunda? You shall be leveled and be brought to nothing in the name of the Lord God. I want you to face it with confidence. Who are you, trouble? You have no possession in me. You have no part in me. I dare you in the name of the Lord, out of my life, and it shall obey. For the Bible says, at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. You have a choice to make. 
The third choice you have to make is that you have to choose a good attitude. Now, on this one, I need to take some water to say it better. <laughs> In the old time, they would clap for the pastor when he's taking water. <laughs> it's okay. You didn't have to do it. You didn't have to do it. <laughs> oh, but it feels good. You didn't have to do it. It's okay. <laughs> Why I'm taking my time, it's not because my voice is gone, it's still there. But this might be your resolution for 2023. That point number three might be your resolution for 2023. A good attitude will bring good people to you that can help you for the future God has for you. A bad attitude will chase away every single destiny helper, God. Oh my goodness. I know people who are... Full of potential. People that have future. You look at them, you want to be like them. You look at them, you're like, I wish I had his courage. I wish I had her confidence. I wish I looked like her. I wish I could do like her. But because of bad attitude, they scattered. They scampered. They salanganyad everything that God had planned for them. Because of bad attitude. Bad attitude can chase every single blessing God has for you away from you right before you. And the terrible thing about attitude is that we don't even recognize or realize it. We feel it is okay. This is my right. This is the normal right way. I'm expressing myself. You know what? The Bible says that even in being angry, we can exercise righteousness. The Bible says even in being offended, we can choose to let go and forgive. The Bible says, even everything is bringing negative things to you, you should stand and let the light in you shine and everyone see the good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Bad attitude will cost you your destiny. Bad attitude will send away people that can help you. No one, I almost asked you to repeat after me, no one is an island. No one who ever, ever, I've never seen anyone, including Jesus. I've never seen anyone who, why have I mentioned Jesus? You know, when you mention Jesus, you have to justify it. Jesus needed his disciples in order for his mission to be carried over to the destiny. Not so, to, to, to our generations today. Jesus needed the 12. He carefully chose the 12. There's a reason why he never chose the 13. He carefully chose the 12. Jesus had more than 12 people around him, but he had 12 people around him. The 12, that one needed Jesus to die. The 11 needed Jesus' message to go over to the next generation. He carefully chose the 12 people. How dare you think that you are good enough in yourself? You need nobody. How come you think like you can do it by yourself? You know what bad attitude does? It chases everyone. You know what God does? God has, God has given us all things. He has given us all strength. But he has also given the neighbor all things. And then he has given us diversity. And then we should, be, we should have unity in diversity. You are who you are. I am who I am. And when we come together, we are complete. That's why I like African. We call it Ubuntu. Being one, being human, is dependence on each other. Support system. But bad attitude 
will chase or break or kill your support system. You need people that can counsel you. You need people that can advise you. You need people that can challenge you. You need people that can encourage you. We need one another. But if you develop a bad attitude, you chase everyone and stand by yourself and you can only move one step alone and that will be your last step you ever stepped. That's how it is. Many people, many talented footballers have not made it to wonderful clubs and national teams because of bad attitude. Many wonderful gifted musicians have never ticked in their, in their skills and calling because of bad attitude. Many wonderful preachers never made it to become influential, affluent, and be able to have confidence because of bad attitude. Many young rulers who are supposed today to be president and to be ministers and to make influence in the life today, they never made it because of bad attitude. Choose your attitude right. Choose your attitude right. This has probably, I might be speaking to somebody, I know you can't stone one while I'm here. This has probably made to, has caused somebody in here who could have been somewhere in the future to be where they are today, seated in here. Because of bad attitude. It's not too late. God is calling you. God is calling you. God is calling you. I've known people that God lifted just one step up and exposed, maybe took to different countries, or maybe took to different positions at work, or maybe gave a car, or money, or education, and they became puffed up, and they lost everything. Refuse to abort your own destiny, in the name of Jesus. Refuse to abort, sorry I'm using that termination, terminology, refuse to abort your destiny. If you are pregnant, you got to be careful with what you eat, with the exercises you do, with what, how you, you take care of your mind. Am I right, mothers? With due respect. But if you do not follow that, you are going to miscarry your baby. Refuse to miscarry your destiny because of bad character and bad attitude. If you are to, to possess the future with confidence, you have to be positioned today. And these are ingredients for you, for that destiny. Choose a good attitude. Joshua was to choose. Let me tell it to you in Proverbs 17, verse 22. Look at what the Bible says. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. When your bones are dried, the spirit will not have the body. Do you know what that means? When your bones are dried, your spirit, your heart will die too. The bones are foundation. The bones are pillars for the body. If I am moving, it's, not, it's because I'm not flaccid. I am solid, right? If I'm moving, I've got bones that are supporting me. In life, certain people are bones to you. A bad attitude will dry your bones away. How many bones have you dried so far? May you repent from them and may God begin to bring back your support system in the name of Jesus. May everyone that went away from you because of maybe immaturity and the level and the character and where you are in life and they ran away from you. May they begin to come back in the name of Jesus. Because you are going to correct things and make things right. 
Uh, if you are not saying amen, probably you don't like my preaching. Amen, church? I know you love me. The other choice you have to make is that you have to choose to make a difference. Now, you have to know that I'm not saying you have to make a difference. I'm saying choose. Somebody tell your neighbor, neighbor, choose to make a difference. Do you know that choosing is a deliberate action? Choosing is not something that happens overnight. It's something you decide, you plan, you think about. When you choose to make a difference, there will be so many odds that will make you be like them. Actually, people, statistics, and by experience, no one wants you to, oh, they are there, maybe. Many people will not want you to be better than them. Am I right? Have you heard about the status quo? Everyone wants to be, wants you to be like them. If anything, lesser than them. When you want to make a difference, everyone will look at you in a very terrible way. Even if you are not courageous, you'll be, even be failing to walk in the street. If you are not courageous, you'll be, you'll be just in your home. You even terminate whatever you are doing so that you can be like everyone else. But if you choose to walk, to make a difference, you are choosing a path of boldness. You are choosing a lonely path. You are choosing a path where you are not going to have everyone else agree with what you do as long as what you do is right. But if you hold on to God, Joshua, choose to make a difference. Joshua, choose the right attitude. And I love Joshua. Immediately after verse 9, Joshua goes and tells the people that position yourself. Verse 10 going down. Position yourself. In three days, we are about to go and cross Jordan. Time and again, Joshua would speak to the leaders. He was the top leader. Joshua would speak to the leaders with respect. He would speak to the leaders with kindness. He would deliver the word of God. And when they did something wrong, he would bring them down and talk to them and encourage them. He had to choose an attitude that will give him support system so that his bones do not dry. Was Joshua going to make it alone? No. He needed the, the elders. He needed the priests. He needed the leaders. Joshua chose to make a difference. Now, when, when I'm talking about Joshua choosing to make a difference here, <laughs> let me walk you to the preacher's mind what I'm thinking on that point. Joshua is coming. When they moved from Egypt, there were two million people. Two million people. I don't know how many times, or maybe four times bigger than the population of Ndola. Because of last time, we were like 500,000 or something like that. Two million people who were walking to a, a massive barrier in history of mankind. Two million people who were on their journey to a massive barrier of, of, of a lifetime in history kind. Why am I saying that? All the two million people God commanded to die in the wilderness. No one should, including Moses, no one. It was like Joshua is standing, he's like, oh, Caleb, how many did you bury yesterday? 100,000 died at once. Oh, no, oh, no. He goes, oh, commanders, how many did you bury today? 50,000 died at once. Oh, one by one, until Moses' generation was over, until Joshua's generation was over, until Caleb's generation was over, all the two million people buried in the wilderness. But there were two guys who remained who had to choose to make a difference. Who had to choose either to be like their 
ancestors or to be what God want them to be. They had to choose to make a difference. Them choosing to make a difference implied that they needed to obey God in every millisecond. And not do it any other way but God's way. What are you choosing to do today? Are you choosing to be like them because of peer pressure? Are you choosing to do everything everyone else is doing because you want to look normal? Looking normal in man's sight does not always implies that you are looking normal in God's sight. You have to choose to look normal before God than wanting to choose to look normal before friends and family and everyone else. If what friends and family and others are leading you, they are leading you to death and to termination of your destiny, follow God. Pay the price, but follow God. Pay the price. But follow God. Maybe the price you have to make is to be lonely. Be alone for a while. Because even Jesus many times was alone. In order for, it, for him to make us become children of God. Who told you that champions need to be loved always? Can I tell you, Pastor Lina and I, if we were to be loved by all of you here, we wouldn't be here. We hear so many things. You speak against us or about us, or some good things also that people say. I'm not saying everyone else. We know them, but being parents, we just swallow it like a bitter pill and commit you to the Lord so that he can change your heart. And we love you. When you come, we laugh with you, we embrace you, we hug you. But in my heart, I know that I know what you did, but it's under the blood. Under the blood meaning I've forgiven you, I've loved you, even before you knew. You know, that's what Jesus also does. This week, we just, we just heard some news, I and myself, about some few people are saying a few things. Sorry, I have to say it. I won't mention the names. I, we felt so bad. We had a meeting. Is it yesterday? We felt just so bad. We were like, oh, God. <laughs> Not again. But we encouraged the, uh, each other in the Lord and prayed. And we like, we love them. God sent us to them. And just reminded that everyone who wants to make a difference will be hurted, will be broken, will want to be crushed, will not be spoken good of all the time. But as long as your eyes is on God, you don't have to look anointed. You don't have to look accepted before people. As long as God has an endorsement on you. Do you know what? God defends his leaders. Do you know that? God defends his leaders. I almost said using, let me use it, human term. Because <laughs> God understands that I'm human, not so. God defends his leaders with his life. <laughs> right? He does everything. The Bible says the protection of the righteous is of the Lord. So God defends us. God defends you for the work that you are doing. So when people bring you down, rise up in the name of Jesus. In John 16, the Bible also talks about this message of peace to the people who makes a difference. And then the last point is this, choose to be used by God. Choose to be used by God. Choose to be used by God. He created you. You are a vessel in his hand. And God is calling you to what he created you for. God is calling you to your destiny. May you choose to be used by God. I want you to close your eyes for now. And just think about your life. Think about where you are. The question is, what keeps you going? 
and where are you positioned? If you are positioned in bitterness, right now if you are positioned in unforgiveness, if you are positioned in anger, if you are positioned in resentment, if you are positioned in everything that is defiling your heart, you will remain here and not go anywhere. But God wants you to be positioned in him. God wants you to be positioned in his promises so that you can have the future that he spoke over you before you were born. Before the foundations of the earth were laid, God knew you and had you in his mind. You are where you are and God knows where you are. God knows where you are. Whether things are hard, whether things are tough, God knows where you are. And you know what? God doesn't want you to remain where you are. God wants you to move, break camp, and move forward. God wants you to be established. God wants you to be positioned. God wants you to be successful in everything. Maybe you're heartbroken because of what people said to you. Choose a different attitude today. Choose to let go and forgive them. Choose to be courageous. Maybe you are broken because of the past. What your dad did to you or what your mom did to you or what your auntie or other people did to you. I want to tell you that in this life, many people will hate you. Many people will break you. Many people will cause you pain. But you have a choice to make. You can either choose to cry and beat yourself up and go nowhere. Or you can choose to rise up Shake yourself and move forward with God. You have a choice to make today. You have a choice to make today. You have a choice to build the kingdom of God today and get a reward in the future. Or you have a choice to sit just in the bench like everyone else and not get anything in the future. You have a choice to invite people to the church because you've chosen it to be a home. Or you have a choice to leave this church and be answerable to God later. And it will be a terrible, terrible answer to give to God. That, oh, they caused me hurt. They caused me pain. God will ask you, did I cause you hurt? Did I cause you pain? Have you ever left your family? Because somebody caused you pain? We are a family of God. And Jesus is our captain. God is our father right in here. We are one family. We are one people. The people of God. A peculiar nation. A holy people. Your brother may cause you pain. You have a choice to make to forgive them. And keep doing what God has called you to do. For me, no matter how much I may get hurt. No matter how much you may say against me. You have to lift me off the stage. Even when I'm hurt and I'm in pain and I'm not doing well. I will have to stand on the stage and do what God has called me to do. Because I know that everything today will pass away. But there is a future waiting for me I don't want to miss. Some people have stopped serving God because they were hated by others. Some people have been discouraged. Yes, you may be right. But you have a choice to make, to do today. Choose right. Choose God. Hallelujah.